I tell you what, that young fellow is talented. Yes. And I believe he will realize his dream. That was his dream. He wants to sing. And I believe he already has it. You know, there's a gift sometimes that he just has that gift. Yeah, and you've got to follow him. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Try it forward. <clears throat> One day, a plain village woman, driven by love for her Lord, ran across the portals of dying disregarding the storm. The fragrance filled all the room. Like a prisoner released from his shackles, like a
something you probably did. I probably did. <laughs> I love to hear Hazel sing. I mean, that song, wow. And I don't think there's anyone that can sing it better than that right there. Great job. I'm going to sing, uh, I was going to sing a new one, but, you know, I was just talking a few minutes ago how thankful I am that Jesus loves me every day of my life. In the good days, the bad days, when I'm in a good mood, a bad mood, it doesn't matter. He, he loves me. And I want to sing a song that I, from experience, I know when I'm having a bad day and I got a lot on my mind, I can speak his name and start praising him. And it just seems like all of my problems just kind of fade away. And that's powerful. And each and every one of us has that if we want it. We all have bad days, right? We all have them. And all we got to do, if, we, if we'll just focus on him, he'll, uh, he'll make things a lot better. Hope you enjoy this song.
I've asked Brother Doug to come up and preach for us tonight. I'm sure he's got something wonderful for us. Come on, Brother Doug. Well, the Bible says to be instant in season and out of season. So this is instant in season. Amen. Uh, Kelton asked me back there during the meal, and I told Ron when we came here that I want to help any way I can. I just want to be a help. I just, if you've been called of God, you just want to preach, just want to teach. That's my heart, in my heart, and it's my desire is to share God's precious word with this lost and dying world and with his church. Amen. Amen. But I want you to go with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11. And I, I'll try not to be long, but when I was a young man, I would really be long. But I'll try not to be long tonight, if, if that's possible. I'll try not to. But uh, Hebrews 11, verse 8 through 10. And we'll use 10, verse 10 as our text verse. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him before. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in the strange country dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. This is the text verse. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let's read that again. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let's have a word of prayer if we could. Father God, we love you. We desire your help tonight. We desire the Holy Spirit's unction from on high. Use us, speak through us that we might convey your message in a way that will be pleasing to you. Help us, dear Lord Jesus, God, as we try to share your word. In Christ's name we pray, amen. This is a wonderful, wonderful section in the Bible here. Most of us are here today because we believe in God. Amen. That's why we're here. We're here because we believe in God. What would be your response if I asked you, 
Why do you believe in God? What would be your response? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, if somebody come up to you and ask you, why do you believe in God? Now, I'm sure that we'd get a whole lot of different answers. But my, let me share with you, if I could, just three reasons why I believe in God. Why I believe in God. First of all, first reason, because of the things that I can see. I sat on the porch today. Look at my wife, we do that a lot. I sat out there and just look up into heaven, the heavens. How can I look at all of that and everything around me and not believe in God? How can people actually not believe in God when they see this enormous, immaculate, amazing world of ours? It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Let me share with you this. I, I'm this way. I, I said, I, I'm going to always be prepared. I'm going to always be ready. You can ask my wife. I said, I got my Bible out and I said, I better be ready tonight just in case. And it's unusual for me to dress like this in a pulpit. But I do that sometimes, especially on Wednesday nights now. I used to not. I used to wouldn't wear nothing but a suit. So this day and time, I've, I've uh, stepped down a little bit from that. But listen, secondly, my reason I believe in God because I've been, I've had a letter written to me. I've had a letter written to me, and this is it. This is the love letter, you might say, that God has written to me. He, he wrote this book to me and to each and every one of you. I received a letter from him. The whole Bible is a letter from God. It's addressed to different ones, but preserved for us that we might have faith. That's what the Bible says in John 20, 30 and 31. He says, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through him, through his name. Listen, thirdly, because I've talked with him. I've talked with him. Y'all, everybody look at me kind of funny. You've talked to him? Yes. Have you not knelt on your knees and prayed to God? I've talked to him Amen. in prayer. I've not heard an audible voice from him, but I've talked to him. And he's heard me. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches us. Listen, I prayed for a sick family member prior to an operation and received the strength to face that ordeal and to see it through Aren't these three good reasons for believing God? Believing in Him. Three wonderful reasons for believing in God. Because I can see things that He's done. Because I received this letter from Him and because I talk with Him on a daily basis. You know we have access to the throne of God. We have access to the throne of God. If you don't believe that, read Romans 5 and 2. But those who believe in God also believe in a relationship with Him. That is, if I believe in God, I also believe that I have a certain kinship with or a certain location concerning or in a proximity to God. Listen, let's read that again. Look at Romans, I mean, excuse me, Hebrews eleven sixteen. now. The Bible tells us there very plainly, 11 and 16, but now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. 
God has prepared for me a city. He's prepared for me a dwelling place. I believe in God. I truly do. But where are you in the sight of God? We live in a world today that's uh, a lot of uncertainties. We didn't know how that election was going to come out today, but I sure am glad part of it came out my way. I really like I didn't like the part of them little yellow signs out on New Zealand Highway that uh, people voted this drinking on Sundays. I don't like it a bit. Uh, I'll go ahead and just tell you, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it at all. I already told them that. But uh, I don't know if y'all remember a friend of mine, Brother Roger Horton. He came here a couple of times with us, but uh, he's a good friend of mine. But when they tried that over in Dalton, Georgia, there's about 40 of us preachers met on the courthouse steps and we put a stop to it real quick on our knees in prayer. On our, that's what's wrong with us today. There's not enough prayer. Not enough prayer. Not it's not just God's people out there. It's, it's the pulpits. There's not enough prayer in the pulpits. Our preachers got together and we put a stop to that over our dawn, but today it, it passed, I understand. And I'm so sad about that, I truly am. But we live in this world today and it's very, very uncertain. We don't know from one day to the next whether uh, North Korea is gonna attack us or China's gonna attack us or, or what, what's gonna take place with Russia. That, that madman over there is going to push a button or what? We don't. We live in a world of uncertainties, but I'm certain of one thing. I'm looking for a city. Amen. Glory to God, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. I'm looking for a city tonight. And, but the Bible portrays this. Human life is being full of trouble and woe. That's what the Bible portrays it. Uh, Job 14, 1, the Bible says, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says it's going to wax, this world's going to wax worse and worse. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get any better until He comes, till He calls us out of here. Amen. That's all we're going to be over with. New Testament writers describe our life as being transient and temporary in nature. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 4, the Bible says, For we know that in our, our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens thank god i'm looking for that heavenly home that one in glory that one in heaven listen my friends i love that song this young man i can't even think of his name now this young man sang tonight it was wonderful amen that little boy like you if you don't know he, he's gonna go somewhere i assure you he's going to glory if nothing else amen listen this world today is not my home thank god i'm just a pilgrim passing through and I'm glad I am just a pilgrim passing through this world. It's not my home. It's temporary. It's running down. It's wearing out. And WD-40 won't help it. Thank God only Jesus can help it when he comes back. Amen. My old dad used to say WD-40 was a fix for everything. If it wasn't for WD-40 and what kind of tape was that, Hazel? Duct tape. He thought duct tape would fix everything. But I'm going to tell you, the big fix is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the fixer. There's no other fixer in this world but the Lord Jesus Christ. But this world is not my home. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says there, if ye then be risen with Christ, listen now, uh, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on this earth. We're laying up treasures in heaven in preparation for our abode there. Why heaven? Why that city? What does it mean to look for a city? Well, 
Verse 16 tells us very plainly, but now they desire a better country because it's a better place. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, this is our heavenly home. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Thank God for that preparation day. He's going to prepare a place for us. That's what the Bible teaches. Amen. If I go and prepare a place for you, he says, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where you are, I will be also. Thank God for that. Amen. With this in mind, just where are we in the sight of God? Well, our faith in God necessitates that we're somewhere. The big question is, where are you going to be? That's what we need to ask ourselves tonight. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be when he comes back? Amen. Are you going to be left behind? Or are you going to leave out of here with him? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? But as we look at some pertinent scriptures, please try to perceive your location in the sight of God. Heaven bound or hell bound? Which is it? There's only two. Two places. Some people teach that there's an in-between. But there's not. There's two places. You're either heaven bound or hell bound. You're either looking for a city or thank God you're looking to go to hell. Amen. That's a terrible thing to say. I hate to even say it. I hate to... That those words need to come out of my mouth. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen? Amen. Listen, consider with me for a moment that God provides a city for His people as a dwelling place. Amen? Listen to me. This dwelling place is a real place. Did y'all get that? It's real. It's a real place. It's heaven. I feel so sorry for those who cannot believe that heaven is real. I've worked with people like that before. I used to work with a man and he was from uh, Yugoslavia and hey, I'd argue with him. I was crazy. Then I was a young, young guy and I, boy, I'd argue with him. I worked with a guy from Yugoslavia and uh, he was an atheist and then I worked with another guy from India and he worshipped cattle. Can you believe in that? He worshipped cows. Listen to me, my friends. Listen. Heaven is real. Who... Uh, we ought to believe that. It, it's only a state of mind, some people say, but it's not. It's real. It's not just a state of mind. It's real. It's real. Heaven's real. We believe in heaven. We believe that the righteous are going to inherit that heavenly abode. We believe it's real because God tells us in the Bible that it's real. Heaven is just as real as God is real. Amen. Heaven is real. Listen, God assures us that that real place we know as heaven is reachable. You think about that. Not only is it real, but it's a reachable place. It's a place that you can reach. Amen. Listen to me. Listen. It'd be terrible to tell us of some real place that was so desirable that we really want to go there, but it was it wasn't able to get there. We didn't have no way of, of attaining it, you might say, or reaching it. But we do. We do. We have the only begotten Son of God. That's the way to heaven. God calls that perfect place His prepared place for His people. Heaven, listen, and He says we can have a home there. Amen. A beautiful home in glory. It's a real place. It's a reachable place. Heaven, it's a lasting place. And listen to me. Not only is it perfect, it's prepared. 
Not only is it real and is it reachable, but listen to this. Lastly, it will remain. I mean, what can you say about this world? Will anything in this world remain? Nothing. Nothing. It's all going to rust and decay and uh, be over with. But one day after a while, heaven will be our home. Amen. Listen. So that's what we're going to do. We're, we're looking for this beyond this life. We're looking for glory. We're looking for heaven. The same question was asked of Jesus by Thomas in John chapter 14, verse 5. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Then in verse 16, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, we can't earn it by works of the law. God doesn't owe us a thing, but he's offering it to us by grace. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God. Thank God for that gift. Amen. That gift of grace. Galatians 2 and 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works. You can't work your way there. Amen. Listen to me. It does come by obedience. That's how you get there, by being obedient. Obedient. Romans 16, chapter 20, verse 25 and 26, the Bible says, Now to him that is the power to establish you according to my gospel and preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of mystery, which was kept secret since the, begin, the world began, but now it's made manifest and by this the, the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Obedience. We get there by putting our faith, our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Him and Him alone. So then listen, listen. We are there by confessing our sins. 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse number 9 says again, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, I love this part, Thou shalt be saved. Can you say that with me? Thou shalt be saved. Not might be, not maybe be, but be saved. There's a lot of difference, isn't there? Amen. I don't see how these folks think they can get it one day and lose it the next. God help them. I'd hate to have that much insecurity. I couldn't fill in my head at night if I believed that way. Listen to me tonight. Listen to me. You can get there on, some people say on your merit. No, you can't. You can't get there on your own merit. Bible says in Romans 10 and 10, For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Plain and simple. Four words. You must be born again. Four words. You must be born again. Amen. Born again. Born of the Spirit. We get there by surrendering to God. Surrendering to Him. Romans 10 and 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen.
verse 14, chapter 10 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear him without a preacher? I like that part. Amen. Without a preacher. How can they? Amen. Some people don't believe that, but I believe that. I believe it's through the preached word of God. Amen. I believe it's through the preached word. Amen. When we reach that heavenly city, listen, the battles of life will be over. Then we'll have a victory. Amen. The victory will be won. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 through 57. A verse we preachers use in a lot of funerals. Listen to this. But it should be used other than funerals because it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful promise. The Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. We will have moved into a place from which we will never move again. I hate to move. Any of y'all like to move? I, I can't stand it. We moved so much. Uh, we moved uh, from Somerville, Georgia, from Lafayette, Georgia, to Somerville, Georgia, to Somerville, Georgia, to, to Germany, to what's well, New Jersey, and then to Germany. And it's awful. I cannot stand to move. But when I make that move, whoo, hey, it's going to be a one-time event, just like your salvation. If you've been born again, it's a one-time event. And you don't have to redo it. There's no redos. Amen. When you're saved, you're saved. Permanently. Amen. Listen. Listen to me tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hebrews 13 and 14. For we here have we not... No continuing city, but we seek for one to come. Looking for a city. Looking for a city. What about you? Are you ready to go there? Are you ready to go to that city? Built by God. That city built by God the Father. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to go there? Listen, if you're not ready, you can be. I'm ready to go. I mean... I've done got my ticket bought and paid for. Did you know that? It is. Through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. My, my, my ticket's paid for. Wow. But what it costs God. It costs God. His only begotten son. He sent him to the cross to die just for me. I, that's, that is uh, just mind-bobbling to me. I can't, I can't comprehend that. That he died just for me. Can you say that? That he died just for you? I pray you can. That he died just for you. Amen. Would you come and get us a little song together tonight? Brother Kelton. I might have been a little scattered tonight, but I hope and pray you. You got something out of this little short sermon. He might not let me sing it with him like Wayne did. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, something about that name. There's something about that. Oh, man, are they Wow. Are you going to let me sing Absolutely. Absolutely.
found out about it yesterday by going to check on another one that was in the hospital. And then we found that it might be her. But we found out it wasn't her. It was the, the neighbor that lived right directly across from the house from me that gave me a sewing machine a few years ago to sew my quilt. And as Irene, Irene Rising. You know what? We need to keep Roger in our prayers that he'll get feeling better as well. Thank you. I miss you, Ben. I appreciate church's prayers for this. Brother Doug, I'd like to share one thing. One of the statements you made Sunday night during the prayer time was, His grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. I bet that's come to me a million times this week, what, three days? But it's come to me different situations. His grace is sufficient. Amen. Any others? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, I told y'all that my son in law was saved two Sundays ago, right? This past Sunday night, his friends on their side. They're both going to be baptized this coming Sunday evening at 6 o'clock mm -hmm. in Tampa, Florida area. Wow. Y'all keep me in your prayers, they're new Christians. Wow. Bring them over to our church. <laughs> <laughs> Roger will baptize them. That's right. Anyone else? Amen. Let's be dismissed in prayer. Brother Kerry, please, sir. You know, you were saying about uh, people that uh, ask you uh, why you believe in the Lord, why you ask Him. I tell you what, ask Him one day. Why do they not believe? Amen. Yeah. Because you can look around and see what He's done. You look over here and tell Him. You say, "Well, what made that plant? Well, it just grows." I said, "You reckon? What do you think happened to make it grow? Do you not think that something was behind it to make it grow? A uh, flower that." that goes to sleep at night and then opens up in the morning all the way. I mean, that's a, that's a miracle. That ain't, I mean, that's sent by God. But anyway, I just have to say that. Yes. yes. Right. I saw them, them uh, on the internet. Is some of them are they're disbelieving the Big Bang Theory now. <laughs> yeah. I disbelieved that long ago. Yeah. Now, I had a man I used to work with. I, he was a good guy. I mean, a good guy. He'd catch you in any way he could. But I tried to tell him about the Bible. He said, Kerry, that's just a book. Man, when they, somebody tells that, it'll make chill bumps come over. It's, it's here, man. Yeah. That, knowing that somebody out there like that. Dear Heavenly Father, come to you, Lord, with thankful hearts, Lord. Just thank you for this time that we spent together, Lord. Thanks for Brother Doug. He comes and brings the message, Lord. Just be with everybody that's sick, Lord, and touch him in a special way. And bless everybody that got tests coming up, Lord. We ask you to be with the preacher. We ask you to bring my wife and others in the, in the church, dear Heavenly Father. Now go with us, Father, lead and guide and direct us. We give you all the praise for it. All these blessings we ask in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen.